I'm David Enders, and this is the Takes News Update. We are coming to you on Sundays with weekly roundups as Israel's war on Gaza continues. Hunger is killing Palestinians in Gaza. There were reports of a possible breakthrough in ceasefire negotiations between Israel and Hamas, and police used water cannons to disperse protesters in Tel Aviv. Today is Sunday, February 25th. As Israel continues to block the delivery of aid to Gaza, the United Nations is warned of increasingly severe famine and malnutrition amongst Palestinians there. On Friday, local media reported the death of two-month-old Mahmoud Fatour. In a video verified by Al Jazeera, the ambulance driver who took the baby and his mother to Al Shifa Hospital in Gaza City described what happened. We saw a woman carrying her baby, screaming for help. Her pale baby seemed to be taking his last breath. We rushed him to hospital, and he was found to be suffering from acute malnutrition. Medical staff rushed him into ICU. The baby has not been fed any milk for days, as baby milk is totally absent in Gaza. South of Gaza City, in the city of Khan Yunis, freelance journalist Akram al-Satari described similar horrors. People have been suffering about of, of, of hunger, and they were saying they're on the verge of starvation. They have been making calls and appeals to the international community and to the UN to intervene for the sake of supporting them and saving their lives. Last week, Israeli soldiers stormed Han Yunus's Nasser Hospital, the largest medical facility still operating in Gaza. Thousands of people taking refuge there were forced to flee, and on Saturday, the damage was still being assessed amidst conflicting reports as to whether Israeli forces had withdrawn. The people who are killed are still thrown on the streets with no one being able to retrieve their bodies, especially around the Nasser Hospital. The ones who were lucky enough to survive, they were providing account of the bodies of the people that are still thrown on the ground, decomposing, mothers who died holding their children who were gunned down and killed as well. In Tel Aviv on Saturday, police arrested at least 21 people protesting the Israeli government's handling of the war, as reports emerged of a potential breakthrough in ceasefire negotiations. It was the second week in a row that protests of this size and scale were held against the government. That's Al Jazeera correspondent Hamda Salhut. They want to see the resignation of Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and they want new elections to be held immediately. Now, all of this comes on the heels of an Israeli delegation that's going to be dispatched to meet with mediators in Doha sometime this week. This negotiating team had just come back from Paris. And just a couple of weeks ago, Netanyahu had declined to send them back for a second day of talks in Cairo. This was something that was not received well by the Israeli public, saying that the Israeli prime minister doesn't care about the well-being of Israeli captives still held in Gaza. Please be seated. The sitting is resumed. The International Court of Justice this week heard five days of testimony on Israel's occupation of Palestinian land. Testimony is expected to wrap up on Monday. Most countries have argued, yes, the court has jurisdiction to make a ruling and that it should argue that the occupation is illegal because it prevents Palestinian 
self-determination because of the increasing Israeli settlements in the West Bank, 700,000 plus settlers there now. Al Jazeera correspondent Bernard Smith reported from The Hague on the proceedings. Only uh, the US has argued that the court does not have jurisdiction to rule because Israel's security considerations need to be taken into account. And that is why Israel continues its occupation. The UK, Hungary and Russia have also argued as well that the court shouldn't issue a ruling. It should be left up to the United Nations. The Palestinian response to this always has been, look, we've been trying for decades to get uh, the Security Council, the UN and other bodies to help us work towards a Palestinian state. Nothing's working. This is why we're going to the World Court. They said, look, if it goes back to the UN, then the US or other countries can use their veto, whereas the US can't use its veto in front of the World Court. At the United Nations on Tuesday, the US did exactly that, vetoing an Algerian proposal for a ceasefire. Al Jazeera diplomatic editor James Bays reported from New York. This is the fourth time that the U.S. has vetoed the idea of a ceasefire in the U.N. Security Council. And remember, this resolution demanding an immediate ceasefire in Gaza would have passed if it wasn't for the United States uh, using its veto power as a permanent member of the Security Council. Every other member of the Security Council voted for it, apart from the U.K., even though they're also a permanent member, that would not have blocked it. It's only the U.S. that again has blocked blocked this from happening. And that's The Take for Sunday, February 25th. Please join us again tomorrow. This episode was produced and mixed by me, David Enders, in for Malika Bilal. Our sound designer is Alex Roldan, Alexandra Locke is The Take's executive producer, and Ney Alvarez is Al Jazeera's head of audio.